0: It's my favorite time of year, the holidays. We're celebrating with our family by making a tasty buffet. Pastrami meatballs, Brussels sprout latkes, my airline cookie sheet cake, and a family holiday tradition, lefsa, with a little help from those who know it best. I'm sending everyone away with edible gifts, and this year I've got such a simple idea for some marzipan bites. Yum. Hey, this is me, Molly A. I'm a cookbook author and food blogger, This is my husband, Nick. And this is our home, our farm on the North Dakota-Minnesota border, the place where I eat, sleep, and breathe food. My food is a delicious mix of my Chinese and Jewish heritage and a taste of the Midwest. One of my favorite holiday traditions is making a gingerbread house. But the problem is, you can't eat it. So I started making my airline cookie sheet cake, which tastes amazing and is decorated like a gingerbread house. To get started, I'll get two and a quarter cups of flour, one and a half cups of sugar, and I always mix up my dry ingredients first when I'm making cakes. It's just cleaner. And now a teaspoon and a half of salt, baking powder, and baking soda. This is a very easy recipe. Okay, I'm gonna whisk this up just to combine. And next I'll mix up my wet ingredients. I will grab two large eggs and some buttermilk. And I always crack my eggs in first in case I get some shell in the bowl. And now a cup of buttermilk, which will add great moistness and tang. And a cup of speculus, which tastes like an airline cookie and is what makes it taste like gingerbread. Yum. Three quarters of a cup of water and half a cup of oil to infuse that cake with tons of moisture. And a tablespoon of vanilla, and that'll just complement those flavors beautifully. Okay, now I'm gonna carefully whisk this up because of how thick my specky spread is, it does run the risk of splattering everything into the air. So, I'm just gonna gently start to stir this and keep on stirring until it's incorporated. Mm, it looks and smells delicious. That's for sure. Okay, so it's all combined. It's a caramel color and it's really smooth. And now it's ready to dump into my dry ingredients. And now I'm going to whisk this until it's just combined. I don't want to overmix, otherwise the cake could get gummy. Mmm, smells so good. Okay, the batter is smooth and combined, and now I'm going to pour it into my pan. I have a 9 by 13 sheet cake pan that has been greased and lined on the bottom with parchment so that it doesn't stick. This is gonna taste as good as it looks. I'll bake this at 350 degrees for about half an hour until a toothpick inserted into the center comes out clean. And while that bakes, I'll get started on my frosting. I'll get a cup of softened butter. And this is unsalted so that I can control the salt levels in this. And half a cup of speculus. And this is an okay recipe to eyeball. It doesn't have to be exact. It's gonna be creamy and delicious no matter what. And you can kind of adjust as you go. I'll get a cup of powdered sugar and I'll mix it until creamy. Scrape down the sides to make sure everything gets incorporated. Give it one more mix. Looking good and now I'm gonna add a pinch of salt to punch up those flavors and some vanilla, which will go really nicely with the speculus And this is an optional addition, but I like adding a few drops of brown food coloring to darken the frosting and make my beige marzipan decorations pop. All right, and I'll just mix those to combine. It's looking great. I'm gonna sneak a taste. Mmm, mmm. It's buttery and it's sweet, and it tastes like the holidays. Okay, I'm smelling the cake. I'm gonna check on it in the oven. Amazing. I am going to test this. And that's perfect. I'll let this cool fully and then I can frost. Once the cake is cooled, I dump all of my frosting onto the top of the cake and then use an offset spatula to spread it evenly all over the top, getting all the way to the edges. And this is the canvas for my gingerbread village. I have all my decorations here. And I'm gonna grab a rolling pin because I'm going to make little marzipan houses. And marzipan is just an edible clay made out of almonds and sugar. I like dusting my surface with a little powdered sugar so that the marzipan doesn't stick. And now I'll roll it out till it's a quarter inch thick. Mm -mm. It's sweet and almondy and so good. It's My favorite ingredient, especially around the holidays. And then I'll cut out my houses And then I'm gonna use little baby cookie cutters to cut out windows in my houses. I have a heart, a square, and I'm using the top of a piping tip as a circle. And I'm gonna make them all different. And they're gonna create my little village on top of the cake. They look so cute. My village is built, and now I'm gonna add some coconut snow on the bottom. Got candy-coated chocolates for the garland. Some fresh rosemary for the shrubs and trees. And some gold sprinkle balls on the roof will represent lights on the houses. I love a twinkle of gold on all of my holiday desserts. And gummy horses bounding through the snow. And then a peppermint candy window. Okay, the hardest part is knowing when to stop, but the best part is that now we get to eat it. And I've got a great idea for this leftover marzipan that I'll tell you about later. The best parties have favors, especially parties around the holidays. And I like a favor that you can eat. So I have some marzipan left over from decorating my cake. I'm gonna cut it out and make mini marzipan candy bars for my guests. To start, I'll dust my surface with powdered sugar so that the marzipan doesn't stick. And I'll get it on the bottom and a little on the top as well. And marzipan is a candy dough, basically, and it's made out of nuts and sugar. Because I'm making candy bars, I'm rolling it out to about a half inch thick. It's kind of a workout. (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna check for the height. Perfect. To start, I'll cut a straight edge and this will be the bottom of my bars. And now I'll measure out inch and a half increments. You don't have to get this exact though. Any shape will do. Even if you wanna do balls and make truffles, those will be just as tasty. Okay, and now I'll cut down the length to be three inches. This is the perfect size, and I'm cutting out rectangles, but you could do any shape. I have melted chocolate here. I'm using milk chocolate because I love the sweetness of it, and I think it's an underrated chocolate, but any chocolate will do. And now I'm just gonna dip my bars in fully, and I'll use two forks to help fish it out. Mm, I wanna get it all evenly coated and I'm gonna place them onto a rack to dry, and there's a pan underneath that to catch any excess chocolate. I love the way milk chocolate goes with almondy marzipan. It's so sweet and good, and it's gonna form the perfect shell. It's important to put on the sprinkles before the chocolate sets, so I'll dip a few in chocolate, add the sprinkles, and then go back to the chocolate dipping and then add those sprinkles. And they're so quick and easy. They're even a great last minute holiday gift. The opportunities for using sprinkles during the holidays are everywhere, so don't think that I don't take them all. Once these are set, I'll put them in gift bags and put them out for my guests so they can have a little treat. Every year around the holidays, I've gotta make latkes. Latkes are a traditional Hanukkah fritter, and typically they're made with potatoes, but this year I'm putting a twist on them and making them with Brussels sprouts. Oh, I'm so excited about them. I'll use four egg whites, And I'm only using the egg whites because they make the lackeys extra light and crispy. A squeeze of lemon juice will brighten up the Brussels sprout flavor. And I'll whisk this to combine. And then I will add my Brussels sprouts. Now, Brussels sprouts, you can either buy shredded or shred them in a food processor or even by hand. And it's important to get them nice and finely shredded so that they cook when they're in the pan. Okay, and for added flavor, I'm gonna chop up an onion and some garlic to go into my mixture. I wanna make sure that I'm adding some bold flavors so that they come through against that fried crust. I'll toss this mixture together and get it evenly coated with the egg whites. Next, I'll add my dry ingredients, all-purpose flour, and this will help thicken up these latkes and bind them all together. Some salt to season it, black pepper, and just a touch of heat with some crushed red pepper. Yum. And now I'll mix this to combine and then we'll be ready to fry. This is essentially a Brussels sprout hash brown. I would have this for breakfast with an egg on top. So the mixture is combined. It does look a little bit dry, but that's okay because it'll all stick together in the pan. So I'm gonna heat up my oil. I'm gonna get a nice healthy layer of oil into my frying pan and then I'm gonna get this hot at medium-high. Okay, I'm gonna check to see if the oil's hot enough by dropping in a strand of Brussels sprout and seeing if it sizzles. That's exactly what I'm looking for. That oil is hot, the Brussels sprout is sizzling, I'm ready to fry my latkes. And I'll drop in scoops of the mixture, allowing about an inch of space in between them. And I'm gonna use my spatula to pack it together so that it all sticks. And if any pieces start to come apart, you can just use a spatula to help it back together. I can smell the crispy shell forming. I'll pan fry them for about two minutes on each side until they're golden and crispy. I can hear that great sizzle, which is like the best sound of Hanukkah. I'm gonna flip this one. Oh my gosh, that one looks so good. Latte sizzles, who needs Christmas music? And then I'll transfer them to my rack over a pan, and that's gonna keep them crispy. These are gonna be so good. And because I'm not serving these for a little while, I'm gonna keep them warm in my oven. And now these are gonna be great by themselves, but what's gonna bring them over the edge is my balsamic Dijon sour cream. Simply combine sour cream, Dijon mustard, honey, and balsamic vinegar. Around here, no holiday meal is complete without the Norwegian potato flatbread, lafsa. Yes, ma'am. Am I right? And Lefsa is best made with a group. Yes. So we'll set up an assembly line. Ethel, will you help me roll out the dough? I will try. Thank you. And Elaine, your man in the griddle? I will. OK, let's get started. I have my lafsa dough here. I riced some boiled potatoes. A ricer is like a giant garlic press. And then I mix them with evaporated milk, flavorless oil, sugar, and salt, and then kneaded in some flour and rolled it into a log. So we're just gonna roll the dough into balls, roll it out very flat, as thin as you can see through, and then we'll grill it on both sides and enjoy it with butter and sugar. We use a recipe that's been in our family for a very long time. Every family has a different version. Every family's is the best, though. In the moment of truth, is if you can pick it up without getting any holes in the pancake. And I'm gonna quickly transfer it to the skillet, and this is a hot, dry skillet. So I'll keep going on this assembly line, and they'll cook for only about a minute on each side until they get brown spots. And we really like the dark spots on our lefts because we feel that you get that roasted flour, roasted potato Mm. as part of it. The last left set. When do we get to try them? We should be able to have them right now when they're warm. Okay. That's the best. (laughs) Oh, for Mm -hmm. good. Mm. (laughs) You're a pro. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys. Thanks for making left with Mm -hmm. me. (laughs) Thanks for having us. Yum. Happy dance. I'm making my pastrami meatballs to serve on rye toasts with mustard, and they're gonna be great bites for a crowd. I'm mostly following my standard meatball recipe, but my twist here is that I'll give it a pastrami seasoning. I have onions and garlic softening in my pan over medium. They've been softening for a few minutes, and I'm gonna let them soften for a few minutes longer while I mix up the rest of my ingredients. I'm using a cup of breadcrumbs to bind the mixture together. And now I'll grab some eggs, And I'm gonna add a quarter cup of water to this. And the breadcrumbs will soak up this mixture and create almost like a glue that will hold the meatballs together. I'm just stirring this to combine. And now I'm gonna grab all of my spices. You'll be amazed at how much this spice blend gives it that authentic deli pastrami flavor. Two teaspoons of salt, two teaspoons of mustard powder, one tablespoon of brown sugar, Next, I'll add some coriander, which is a little bit floral. A quarter teaspoon is enough. Cinnamon, another quarter teaspoon, a pinch of cloves, an eighth of a teaspoon of allspice, a half teaspoon of red pepper. We'll add a touch of heat, some ground black pepper. The magic of pastrami is that it's smoked. but I'm not gonna smoke these meatballs for hours. So I am using liquid smoke, which is a really strong, smoky flavor, and a little bit goes a long way. I'm gonna add some chopped fresh parsley and the parsley will help balance out all the heartier flavors in the meatballs. Okay, next I'll add my onions and garlic. They're looking and smelling great. And I cook them just to help soften them and bring out their flavors. And I'll mix this up to combine the spices and then I'll add the ground beef. Now, it's easiest just to get in there with your hands to mix this all up. And I'm using a leaner ground beef here. And now mix it all up with my hands. And I want to mix these to combine evenly, but I don't want to overmix, otherwise it could get too tough. This is looking good and combined. Now I'm going to roll it into balls. I have two sheet pans here covered in foil and greased so that they don't stick. And now I'm going to roll balls out of my meat mixture. I want them to be bite-sized, so about the size of ping pong balls. They'll lose a little bit of size in the oven, but just like this is perfect. I've got a lot of rolling to do. I better get going. I want to be careful not to pack them too densely, otherwise they'll be kind of tough when you eat them. Got my last ball here. They are looking so cute. I'm going to bake these at 450 for 20 minutes until they're golden brown. I cannot wait to check on these meatballs. They are looking great. They're so nice and brown. They smell like a deli. Now I'm gonna grab my mustard to put these bites together because you can't have pastrami without mustard. And some bread and butter pickles because they look cute and you gotta have a pickle with your sandwich. To assemble my bites, I've got some rye toasts here, heavy on the caraway, and I'll add a drizzle of mustard, top it with a meatball, and a pickle slice, and a toothpick to hold it all together. Oh, for cute. The meatball, the crunchy pickle, the tangy mustard, and that toasty rye underneath is going to be delicious. I'm so excited about these. I have to take a taste. Mmm. They're so good. The meatballs are sweet and smoky. That pickle adds a perfect crunch. And the soft rye. Oh my gosh, these are everything. Mmm. Oh, this looks so good. These are adorable. Slide it over. The left, huh? Everyone is unique. I'm not used to this uh, refined (laughs) diet. It's so dainty, yeah. Do you think you have enough meatballs? I'm going back for seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Happy holidays, everybody. Thank Thank you. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Oh, I can't wait to roll this up. Mm, Molly, this is so good. How are the lackeys, Roger? Exquisite, Molly. You get an E today. <laughs> <laughs> Time for a dessert. Wow. Oh, my goodness. great. Oh, that's so cute, a marzipan village. Wow. This is so good. It is, it is really good. This tastes just like gingerbread. <laughs> I have one more little sweet treat for you guys before you leave. They're marzipan dipped in chocolate and covered with just the right amount of sprinkles. Wow, thanks I Molly. love these sprinkles. Enjoy. <laughs>